Shalom Aleichem, and welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brat. It's an honor to have you join us again for another episode on the Swarm of Reb Chaim Kanayevsky. Already a couple episodes ago, we transitioned into Reb Chaim's Halacha Svarim, some interesting ones, tattoos, grasshoppers, all kinds of fascinating background and information. Uh, it was interesting, I just saw a picture, actually, of Reb Chaim's Matseva, and the way they described him was the Baal Derech Amuna. So I'm sure there's a story behind that, which maybe we'll find that at some point, that you see he coined himself after that Sefer, which is a Halacha Sefer. So I don't know if that means that the Halacha Sefer in a certain sense had a certain Hashiva. So that Sefer is something that was interesting to me. So today we're going to discuss a Sefer called Shaina Halachas. And to be honest, it's a Sefer that I'm familiar with, but I don't think, at least myself and you know, from the people that I know, it's not something that's a, sort of a go-to Sefer when you have a Shaila on Hilcha Shabbos. Maybe we'll find out why. Maybe after listening to this podcast, maybe it will become uh, a Sefer that people will look into more. So, Rebeliezer, how are you today? Maybe that's a good way to start. Just tell us what the Shaina Halachas is. What is, I know it's on Erechayim. What's it made up of and how is it put together? Okay, so we'll begin like this. As I said in the past, so first of all, in 1967, Reb Chaim sets out to put out the Sefer, he calls it Shaina Halachas, eventually completes it many years later. It's three volumes and it covers all of Shulchan Archaim. As in the past, we've said, he in the Shire of the Sefer, he usually gives you um, crucial information about it. And in the introduction, he gives you even more crucial information why he's setting out to write said Sefer. So first, in the Shar, he he says it's it's um, a tamtzit of all the psakim of the Mishnah Bura, including materials found in the Bir Halacha, Shar But also, it has Chazanish on Archaim, collected from all different Halakim of Chazanish. It could be the Zaldasvarim of the Chazanish. And he also says that topics, um, it has psakim of the stuff that's related to Shiurim. So that goes according to the psak of the Chazanish. And he, he will... It's, um, that's what he writes in the Hagdama. And sorry, that's in the Shah. In the Hagdama, he goes a little, he goes much more in depth. It's approximately um, almost two pages. And over the year, in this Hagdama, he writes first about the Hashivas about Halacha Bechlal, which we've already mentioned previously, how the different influences on the Chazanish were, uh, of, sorry, the different influences on Reb Chaim, such as the Chazanish, his father, and others. The Mishnah Bura, which and the Gra, they were all very, very much into halacha. So he right away he brings you down a few lines about this, and that the um, he, even quoting a shach brought down by the priesthood, Tzarech Kol Adam Ulmed Halachas Bechol Yoyim. Interesting, this shach is also brought down by the Chazanish in his Sefer on Arachayim. He quotes very, so we see it's very important thing for 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 them. Now, then he says. The following sentence. Now, this keep note. This is in the 1960s. Sefer Mishnah Brewer Zachal is Skabel Bechol Yisrael, Behu Hapaisik Achram Bedirenu Bechelik Archaim. Then he brings down a famous letter of the Chazanish, where the Chazanish talks about the Mishnah Brewer. Um, this letter is quoted all the time, where the Chazanish refers to the Maganavram, uh, the Beisiyas, the Maganavram, and then Mishnah Brewer. These are the great um, Paiskim. And he, um, he even uses a lashon. It's mipi sanhedrin belishkas hagazis. Okay. Then he says about the actual sefer that the mishnah brewer is tzarich lulmoi biiyun v'amechapis halacha shetzarich ladas lafisha. What's going to happen is, it's, it's you're looking. You immediately need to know an answer right now. What to do? It's sometimes very hard. It could be different places where he talks about it. Um, it could be a sharetzi somewhere buried and. 
that's why he's making it accessible. So in order to do this, he took, and some of the simonim actually are very complicated, he made it, he condensed it. Just to give you without the, the, the whole reasonings of the of the of the Mishnah Brewers Maskanas, especially Bir Long Bialachas, he sums them up very, very bekitzer. At the same time, he also brings you down many different halachas that were mechudish by the Chazanish in different places. Um, now, he, he key words over here is it's written like the derech of the Chayi Adam. There's definitely similarities, maybe not out of sight, but there's definitely similarities. What does he do when there's a machlekes between the two? So he says he brings down both opinions because, again, Reb Chaim Kineski is what he said, and we'll get back to explaining this. He's not a paisik, he says. I'm not writing this psak halacha. This is a convenient safer to help one find what to do. Anyway, he says, I had many ha'aris when I'm learning the Mishnah Brura, and I did not include them pretty much, although we'll see a little bit more about that also. Anyway, he says that he heard that there was a Talmud of the Chafetz Chaim, that was also um, put out some type of kits on the Mishnah Buru, but it seemed the work got lost. Anyway, bottom line is that this is the Toyalus of the Sefer, um, of that you have the Mishnah Buru in a condensed manner. And, and we'll see. And the same thing he writes is the same thing with the Chazanish. Everyone knows about the Chazanish. The Chazanish is written very hard. To, um, it's very, very hard. You really have to be holding in the Sugya. Um, and here he takes out the the halachal ma'isa, the bottom line, the maskonis of the chazanish, with giving you the makar, so you could go look up and see the exact reasoning um, behind the chazanish's sakim and conclusions. But that so that's what makes the sefer extremely extremely helpful. Okay, now this is just a um, um, uh, um, the hagdama as this is how Rukhain Kanievsky. Um, Writes it out. So I would just like to elaborate a little bit on these on, on these aspects that he said. As I said already a bunch of times in the previous um, editions of these presentations, there was basically four gedolim that had tremendous impact on him. I, that's what I keep on saying. And here we see two of them, Mamish, having tremendous impact: the Mishnah Bura and the Chazanish. So let's first start with the Mishnah Bura. So the I already mentioned that the most important work um, that I think that was written about the Chafetz Chaim is the work written by his oldest son, Reb Leib. Reb Leib was to see the Chafetz Chaim, live by him, learn with him. He knew him very well. He had many conversations with him. And he, he himself was a tremendous, tremendous Talmud Chacham. Eventually, after the Chafetz Chaim's Petira, he becomes Rav and Radin, and even brought in to help assist with the running of the Yeshiva of Radin. But he was extremely hush of a person, and you could see from reading the book how authentic it is, and how um, how much he was so into his father, and how he was his own person also at the at the end of the day. Now, what's fascinating for us for this particular thing is there's tons of information in how the Mishnah Buru was written. Number one, he sh- he discusses how um, already early on. The Chafetz Chaim had a conversation with a Tamach, with a specific Tamachacham, and this Tamachacham was showing him that Archaim does not have a proper work written on it. There's plenty of Shilas that need someone to write a work to deal with it. It seems the Chafetz Chaim um, tried to get some other Gedolim to put out the work. He was not successful, so in the end, he decides to do it himself. Somewhere around the early 1880s, the Chafetz Chaim begins, and he plugs away at this project for over 28 years. Now, he did, the Chafetz Chaim's son, Reb Leib, says that he did have other projects that he was working on. He was busy with plenty of other things, but the Chafetz Chaim told him many times he never went a day without thinking about this project in some level. There were plenty of times they just sat and plugged away on specific sugyas. Um, basically, in the eighteen in the in 1884, I believe the first volume comes out, and in 1907 he completes it and he makes a siyum. Okay. 
how long did this uh, how long did he spend on certain sugyas? So the so interesting we have uh, he describes, um, for example, certain times he would spend weeks and sometimes even months. For example, Tilchus Tfilin Simon Lama Beis and Simon Lama Vav, where he wrote major contrasim on the how the Isis of, of the Aleph Beis are written for Hilchus Tfilin, where he goes into all depths and how the tours of the Isis is. And till today, he says, the Chavetz Chaim son saying when he wrote this book, which was in the late 30s, for 50 years, this became the key work for Seifram to use. Um, and the Chavetz Chaim himself, in his own introduction to the Mishnah spells out that the, these Samanim are very hard. Okay. But it wasn't only these Samanim that he spent a long time, a lot, a lot of other Samanim he spent a lot of time on. Um, and elsewhere, the, which we'll get back to in, 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 the pre, in the future in future episodes, but basically he went through every sugi from scratch, checking up all the Rishayim that he was able to find, and to sort it out, to process it, to understand where everyone was coming from. Um, and put, he put in the, the way he writes, it was crazy architecture, how he put it all together. Okay. Um, and that's what he... And, and that's how he describes it, and, and we it, it will play out a little later on um, in, a, in, a, in some, a future episode of Mir Tzashem, more about how the Chafetz Chaim writes as well. Now, interestingly, we have a letter where the Chafetz Chaim, um, this was printed in Yeshurun, um, volume 33, where the Chafetz Chaim talks a little bit about, this is in the 1920s, about the acceptance of a Sefer already. So this is already um, almost 20 years after he's printed um, the last volume is already a bunch of so the first volume is so to speak on in the world for a while. He says that, um, for example, uh, Rabbi um, Yitzchel was into it. Um, Rabbi Shlomo Kayin asked him when the Mish- when Hilcha Shabbos came out to get it, and it, he clearly from from this letter he was very. It, it seemed like he was proud in a, in a way that it was being used. Um, if there's a machlekes, I, I try to sort it out. Okay, um, and, and this was important, and, and this is what the Chavetz Chaim himself writes about the Sefer, which is interesting, and there's plenty of Lashinas that we can have. We're not going to go through all the Lashinas that exist out there, but just one is Lamashal Rev Cook writes in a hesped that he gave about the Chafetz Chaim. He had a, a, a close relationship with him. There's was, um, even a sefer written about uh, documenting all their all the different things that they had in a relationship. He says, So even if Cook writes such a, a powerful lashon in the 1930s that the halacha is like the Chafetz Chaim in all areas. Okay. Now, of course, learning Mishnah Bura in general is very important for him, uh, for the for Chaim Kanievsky. Is even his, his stipler, the stipler, his father, and Chaim the Igerser, numerous times mentions for Eitzis for Brachim for learning. He says, "Tzarich lulmay b'chol yon kechetsi shah shochan archa Mishnah Bura leida es hamaisa se yasav ezel limud lemaisa." So we see even by them, um, by his father also, there was this great significance of learning the Mishnah Bura. Uh, moving on, the Chazanish. So even though the Chazanish says a lashon of Lishkas Agazis, it's not exactly clear what that language exactly means. Um, Rav Eitam Hinken Hashem Yikam Dama in his work on the Archashofen has talks about this. But the point over here is not if he agrees with him or not. It's not if the Chazanish agrees with 
the Mishnah Brura about everything because the world, the way Halacha works is that that's never going to happen. It's how he deals with the Mishnah Brura throughout his Sefer, time and time again, hundreds and hundreds of times, how his mitiaches with him with unbelievable respect. And that and that and that's really what the Chazanish is saying. Um, that's really behind it. Why he was so um, into the sefer? He carefully learned through the sefer, checking through it. Yes, he argues on him, but this is what was so uh, significant for and why he held that he's the that why the Chazanish held that the Mishnah Brura is halacha that the, the, he's the Paisik Achor, even though, and yet he's arguing on it. Because as a, uh, someone once pointed, I heard this many times, that one person once pointed to, out to me, if you look in the Mishnah Bura and, and you have now Mishnah Bura's that let's say have the Chazan Shizpsachim, you'll see numerous times he argues on him. So what's going on? He said, So the answer is it doesn't mean that you can argue. The Chazan holds you could argue if you're coming from the right places. But he has an unbelievable, um, 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 uh, he's an unbelievable chibur in the world of halacha for the Chazan And we see this from how he's using him so much. So that is number one, what was so significant and why he's, he put um, for the for Chaim Kanievsky, uh, that's number one. Number two is the Chazanish. So we said that the Chazanish has a, we already mentioned numerous times, his uncle plays a major role in, in him and we'll, we'll get back to it even more. But the Chazanish's works start coming out in the 1911, numerous, numerous works. It's incredible. The Chazanish wrote on Kola Kula, thousands of pages of material and thousands of numerous um, letters have come to light and halacha and all different things constantly but there's one issue and that is that when you learn the Sefer, as the as Kanievsky writes, it's very hard to understand. You have to mamash be holding intense in the sugya, and it's, so how does one take out from it halacha So this was one of the main goals of Rukhain Kanievsky over here to bring down the Chazanish to the world of the Hamayna. So. So um, now, Rukhain Kineski was not the first person who did this. There was Lumash or Kalman Kahana, which we'll maybe eventually get to, um, who did this, especially in areas of Israel. And as, Yishu, as Rabbi Shu Imbal, in an article of his on the uh, Chafetz Chaim and, and the Chazanesh, he points out that the Shmir Shavas Kalchasa, which is written a little earlier than the Shana Lachas, it's written in, it's first published, the first volume is published in um in 1965, he also brings many psakim of the Chazanish. So he also is doing it, but not on the full-fledged scale that the Shain HaLachas does. So these are the two um, um, main... So here we see in this work the heroes, so to speak, of of the of Rukhain Knievsky and why he feels that he has to do this. Just to understand um, um, one last point before we move on is just understand how people in that time looked at the Chazanish um, there's a beautiful quote. It's, it's famous already from the Sri Dh writing in the 19 in the 1957, which is a little after the Petir of the Chazanish. He says um, he had such unbelievable hegyoin, oimikayun, v'havas apshat. He ran from pilpul, and he basically yashiv asaris b'shanim b'idid b'chidra. The other akol apshat, sorry, shine about pais can be iun. Achikol halacha is a bruloi. Um, he tried very hard to understand them, and he wrote this. Then he goes on. This is powerful words coming from the Sri Deish, who was around, who knew many of the great Dalim personally, and this is what he says about the Chazanish. Anyway, bottom line is that, that it's not only in Bnei Brak that they had this tremendous Chashivas for the Chazanish, and this was the goal of Rukhain Kanievsky over here in the Sefer to bring it out, to bring it down for the masses. 
Okay, fascinating. I just want to mention, I've mentioned in the past, for any comments and suggestions or requests for any of these articles, some of the articles that you mentioned, please email eliezerbrutt at gmail.com. You could email me as well, schwadem at ou.org. For any comments and suggestions, if somebody wants to sponsor an episode, hey, how do you like that? Never mentioned that one before. Um, they could also reach out, schwadem at ou.org. Um, okay. So you want to move on to the actual Sefer. Chaim's Sfarim have come out, some previous ones, in different editions at different times. Um, people have written Pirushim on some of Chaim's Sfarim. So what do we have regarding Shaina Halachas? So interesting is, just like all other Sfarim, Chaim this has come out in multiple, multiple editions with tons of editions in the back. Eventually, an edition came out where he included many of those editions from the back. He put it in to the right places. So it makes it a little difficult sometimes when you're looking for a piece. It'll say, look in the tikkunim, and those tikkunim might have been put into a certain place already. But anyway, it's um, been printed multiple times, something like eight or ten times. Um, that's one piece of information about it. Another piece of information is that the... Um, Today, like everything else, there's numerous Purushim written on the Shaina Halachas already, numerous editions. One of them is from Rechaim Kresky wrote this with someone, which we're about to discuss. So even this person's son is now working on a parish on the Shaina Halachas to explain different aspects of the Shaina Halachas. Okay. One other point is, what about it being printed in English? So the Archis Rabbeinu, in the Archis Rabbeinu, which we quoted already last time, so it brings down that, that Rechaim Kresky, it seems someone asked Rechaim Kresky, should they put the Shaina Halachas into English? And the stipler already told him, no. Why not? <coughs> because Sefer Halacha requires tremendous, tremendous, um, um, you have to be extremely, extremely careful. Can make a great Tais in Halacha. Who is the only person? Only in Mechaber Atzmai, Shu Baki, Balacha Zusha, Kasav, who Mesugal is Evaloyacher, someone else can't do it. Which is, in general, an interesting insight in, in translating halachic works. So much so that the earlier piece in the same Archus Rabbeinu is what about Mishnah Brewer translating it? It seems they asked the stipler about that, and he said, no, because only the Mishnah Brewer has this unbelievable Kayach, but to translate it, it's not, and it, it, it's very dangerous. Okay. Um, that's what the Archas Rabbeinu writes. Okay, fine. Um, uh, one, this is just for bibliographical information, is that like every other, like many other halachas svarim, sometimes when they come out, there's some type of form of opposition. The, already the Ramah, when he wrote his Sefer, Tairus Chatos, so his Chavrusa from Yeshiva, the great brother of the Maral, Reb Chaim, um, wrote a Chibur against the Tairus Chatos. And it's, it's a fascinating Chibur available today. Where he argues in method of halacha on the on the um, rama and on many different psak in the rama, so it's a common thing. Uh, there is actually a, um, a way it works is if you know that people are against yechiber, then you, a lot of times you know that that must be it's a good thing that you're doing. Um, it's a general it's a general expression that even in the general world, not only Jewish svar. Now, so Rabbi Kanievsky puts out a sefer already. So there was a great gadol in the Imbene Brak. His name was Rabbi Chilzilber. He put out a kuntris systematically, arguing very, very sharp, very sharp against this work. And he says, just to quote it, um, uh, just to quote online, he says these people. They, the, the goal was to make a condensed version of the Mishnah Bur and Shulchan Aruch, uh, and the Chazimish, as I mentioned. But um, 
first of all, he, he takes issue, and this is interesting because it's coming from Bnei Brak. There's many other Paiskim. So who said, um, But besides for that, that, that's a general thing that he's bothered by, that, that yes, there's the Mishnah Brewer, yes, there's the but there's a whole world of halacha that seems to be forgotten. But besides for that, is that he shows various claims and mistakes. Now, Rechil Zilber was a tremendous person. He was a tremendous expert in halacha. He spent. He was. He was a, one of the great talmidim of Yeshivas Panavish. He's the son of the Aznidbru, and it seems from what I've able to see, able to see, he had great harata on this work that he wrote when he, in in the sixties, and so much so that his his family put out two massive volumes about him. He wrote many svarim, eight eight or nine svarim had been collected, bir halacha, and all areas of Shulchan Aruch. Um, based on hundreds of sources, but the family, after he died, they put out a whole safer about him and different materials, and they don't even mention this Chibur. It's clear that he 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 seemed to have had great harata um, about this safer. Okay, but as I said, this is not com- it's not uncommon. Others far also, this is what happens when it comes out. Okay, one last prop before we jump into it, is this safer, as it says in the Shar, is written with a Chavrusa. Rebbe Leezer Turchin, and this Rebbe Leza Turchin was also a Talmud, amongst others, with, of the Chazanish. He's a few years older with other than Rebbe Knievsky, and they learned through all the Inyanim very carefully, the Chavrusa. Just to show you how Rebbe Knievsky um, um, was so machshiv, this, per, this, this Chavrusa of his, so he writes, there's a famous thing uh, people say till today, it's always quoted, that there's not going to be, bombs are not going to be, the um, B'nai Brak is not going to be affected the Gulf War, they used to quote it. So where does this come from? So interestingly enough, it seems it's this, Rav Turchin heard this from the Chazanish. And he says, um, hold on, he says, So this is where this famous Rav Chaim Knievsky comes from. This he's the, His Chavrusa is Makar. Now, general writing Svarim B'Chavrusa is not so common. In the previous series that uh, we had on, on the podcast, we had a series about machine matzah. So I mentioned then that there were some svarim that are written by Chavrusa, but very few. Um, one such sefer was that Adaris and his twin brother wrote a sefer, Sheves Achim, which is on Klolim when they were 13. It's, if anyone wants to have automatic depression and Chalisha Sadas about the way some people knew Kol Tarakula at that young age, open up the sefer, Sheves Achim, but otherwise it's actually a beautiful sefer, one of my favorite svarim. And the Shailamesh of him and his brother-in-law wrote numerous svarim until they had a falling out, which I dealt with in the Mashim Matza controversy, wrote numerous svarim, including the great Magnagi Bayram on Archaim and others. The Sefer we discussed early on the podcast about uh, Yesh Liyash's Marsha, Yerasha, is also a unique Sefer written about, um, with, with Chavrusas. And not only that, it comes out that there's an interesting Chiddush from Rav Hibner, um, uh, a contemporary of the Menchus Chinuch, of Shlomo Kluger, of Shailameshev, he writes that it is, there's a concept of Svasov Davis Bekever. So if a, a Chavrusus, um, even if Chavrusus uh, write a safer, so Svasov Davis Bekever works, even if it's the part that, that he didn't write, it's really the Chavrusa. Okay. Anyway, this is just the technical aspects of the safer um, um, to discuss right um, right now. It's very interesting. You mentioned Dakdama, so I was just. I was in the shul. I don't have a shayna lachas in my house. And I was in shul. I opened up the hakdama, and one of the names jumped out at me. He brings over here from a Rav Chaim, Rav Chaim Ezra Barzal, 
who at that time he says Keis Rab Beir Sindhi Australia, who went over most of the safer and was Heir Kam Haaris. Then I remembered that's interesting. I had I have a very close friend. Um, his name is Yanti Heitner. He lives in Muncie, and he made a bris pretty recently, and he named his son after this Rav Barzal, and his father, Mr. Matian Heitner, who's actually a supporter of ours. He gave Divrizi Karin because he grew up in Sydney, Australia, and this Rav Chaim Ezra Barzal was a Rav there. And then when he was in Eretz Yisrael later on, he used to take him around to the Gedalim. So it seems like whoever this Rav Chaim Ezra Barzal was, maybe you recognize the name, he was someone who was already a great person back in the 60s who Rav Chaim was using to go over the Sefer. And it actually says, So it seems like this is what my friend mentioned to me that he got people in Skihila in Sydney, Australia to give money to be Moitzi the Sefer. Large, just an interesting anecdote. Okay, so if you want to jump one, into the one other potatoes. one other anecdote, one other anecdote in the same Magdama, he also says that who did he send to look over the safer in the sixties? Rav Steinman. This is before anyone heard to the extent of Rav Steinman that we hear, hear of today. Exactly, exactly. Also, Rav Shmidel, Rav Shmidel. How do you pronounce his name? Right. Yeah. Who yeah, was yeah, he? Right, he was yeah. a Talmud of the Chazanish Kail person. Yeah, he's one of the. He's one of the people. Yeah, he's one of the the Bnei Brak so to speak. Yeah. I didn't even ask you last time. You mentioned Gedalia Nadal a few times. It seems like he's someone that you have uh, affinity towards. Mir Tzashem, it could be we'll get up to it in, in, in later episodes. We'll have to have, we'll have, to have a series on B'nai Brachadalim that no one ever heard of. I, 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 don't know, I don't know too much about the Gedalim of B'nai Brach, but Gedalia Nadal in recent years became of interest, so I also looked a little bit into him, but I don't definitely don't know too much about him. But enough to deal with him and Ruchaim that we could talk about. Okay. Fine. So let's jump into the actual Sefer itself. The meat and potatoes, as you like to say, of the Sefer, after you got all the technical aspects out of the way. Okay. So here we're just going to talk two, um, two Nakudis about this. About this. One is, um, in a Hespid, as I, I mentioned already, that there's um, many, many different Hespidim out there on an audio written up about Rechaim. There's a Hesper. It says on it, it's Rav Landau. Looking into it, it's not the Rav Landau from Bnei Brak. We have that Hesper written up and a, and a video of it is on YouTube. And this is not, what I'm about to quote is not found there. There's a different Rav Landau. It turns out it's not him either. I don't know who said this Hesper, but whoever this person is, he writes that when when one learns uh, Mishnabura many times, there's a certain Pratim that's very hard. Um, yeah, to get the maskana, you, you need to know what's going on in a particular Mishnabura, and the Shaina Halachas is mamish to address. Okay. And then this person writes a piece of information that there's a safer, Mikroy um, Kaidish, but the Mikroy Kaidish brings down that Rav Shloyman Zalman Orbach would use um, the, Mishnah, the Shaina Halachas for this, for this particular thing. Now, what's he referring to is that the Sefer Mekrei Kaidish is, is a set of Svarim on Halacha from a Rav Meisha Harari. This Rav Meisha Harari wrote numerous, um, what's famous today, all these Lukutim Svarim on the Yom Some of them are like a thousand pages already. Each Every few years he updates them and he has all different Sakim of many different Chashim. It's more in the Mizrahi world, very, very popular. I recently saw they updated all the volumes that were for sale in the Mizrahi world. Um, now, one of the Benefits of the Sefer is it has psakim from all different Gedolim, especially Rabbi Vigdor Nevenzal, the great Talmud of Rav Shem Zalman Orbach, one of our great Gedolim is still alive today. So Rabbi Vigdor Nevenzal, it seems, he brings down 
that Rabbi Vigdon Evansal told him that uh, that his Rebbe, the Roshan Zalman Orbach, would look at times in the Shein Halachas when he wasn't sure if what the bottom line is with a particular Mishnah Guru. A friend of mine, um, um, a friend of mine who I we constantly discuss, Rabbi Vigdor Nevental, his name is Rabbeinish Ginsberg. We, we like to discuss different uh, things that we hear about Rabbi Vigdor or uh, see in the different tires of Rabbi Vigdor. And it seems Rabbi Vigdor has said this numerous times that the, that that Rabbi Vigdor had a, a very close relationship with Rabbi Kanievsky, which we will get to in a series of, of letters that they that he had with uh, correspondences with Rabbi. But he says that his Rebbe, Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach, used to use the Shein Halachas for this purpose. Now, I don't think that it means that the, that the Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach would always run and he used it every single time. It means is that there were times, and the, and the Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach was also very into the Mishnah Brewer. There were times that he wasn't sure, and, the, and being that the Rav Kanievsky spent, learned through the Sefer, as evident from looking at the Shein Halachas hundreds of times, and he knew it by the Sifkatans, as we'll see, So he, so he, so he also used. So Rosh also used it for that. Now, what's significant about this thing uh, to say in in in, in, a, in a sentence is today the Mishnah Bura, There's more svarim on the Mishnah Bura, and there's more and more svarim being written on the Mishnah Bura. It's being learned everywhere. There's the Dershu Mishnah Bura. but before the Dershu Mishnah Bura, there's Eis Vahadar has a million volumes on the Mishnah Bura. There's English Mishnah Brewers. There's Mishnah Brewers with all types of Purushim. Actually, there's a Mishnah Brewer with Rabbi Vigdon Nevensal's Aris. And all different things. There's a Mishnah Brewer with Rabbi, with Rabbi Dian Fisher's Aris. And the, the Shaina Halachis also is very important because today we're in a time where everyone's learning the Mishnah Brewer with, with a fine tooth comb. It's very, very helpful to have this resource and use it. It's, it's actually available on Hebrew books. So this is one. Nakuda in the Hashivas and the hell in, in what we could use, gain possibly by using the Shaina Halachis. You mentioned Shlomo Zalman using the Shaina Halachis to a certain extent to Paskin figure out the bottom line. Last episode already, I was I was uh, being a spoil from the fact that Shlomo Zalman used to eat olives with olive oil. He says, "Oh, now that Reb Chaim Kanievsky's Sefer came out, you know, now he's going to stop." So and and Reb Chaim w- brought down Makarius and argued on them. So and there was a Makarius which Shlomo, Shlomo Zalman was doing. He said Reb Chaim wrote the Sefer and he personally was stopping. So you see that he held. You know, to a certain extent, Reb Chaim was mechadish a certain way. In certain inyanim, you know, he wanted to at least have a right. have a look. You know, how, what Reb Chaim said, how Reb Chaim understood it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. Now, I, now, just and now, I would like to just be messiah with one last prat that that deals with um with the, that brings out this whole thing of what the chashivas of the shaina lachas, but also puts in perspective the mishnabura in the eyes of Chaykmiyeski and in general, um some other aspects. That is as follows: We mentioned already that the Chazanish says said something something to the effect it's a, a lishkas hagazis. Um. Now, the. In recent in recent years, I mentioned that there's so many svarim on the Mishnah Brewer. I, I am not even up to date with how many perushim there are. There's kuntresim, a biurim on the Mishnah Brewer. But in recent years, there's been a few people that have been trying to map out the Mishnah Brewer with tremendous um, yeda on the Mishnah Brewer. There's a series of articles written in the Yishurim from Rav Trivitz. There's Rabbi Shurimbal wrote a massive 125-page article about the Mishnah Brewer and the Chazanish, where he deals with different aspects. And although both of these articles lack in Seder, but they're filled with so much fascinating information um, um, in Mishnah Brura and Chaz, in Chazanish by the Inbal also. And through this, one could see 
that there that the Mishnah Bru, when you learn Mishnah Bru, it's not that there's one stira, there's two stiras, there's many, many possible stiras that need to be clarified. And that's a tool that the Shaina Lachas could help. Now, in general, just because we find stiras in the Mishnah Bru, doesn't mean one should get so nervous. Because stiras are always common. Many Svarim have stiras. Lamashal, the Shulchan Aruch, are the stiras in the Shulchan Aruch. So Rebelli Gutmacher, we actually gave a, um, a podcast about him specifically. One of his Kiburim that he wrote was to deal with being Miyash of various theorists in the Knights of Caleb and Shulchan Aruch from various Kalak. But there's an interesting quote, and I still remember the first time I saw this, and, and any time it comes up, from Rav Shmuel Vital, in the name of his father. And this is about theorists in the Shulchan Aruch. He says as follows, that Rabbi Yosef Cairo, when he wrote his Sefer, he worked on it for many, many years. But the Shulchan Aruch was Saif Yamav. And he says, there was, he, it was Shekvar Hashikha Vazikna Kaptala. He forgot certain times. And he had to make many Maduras. And sometimes he might have forgotten when he wrote him one simon to a different simon. And there could be steers. And, and he says, this is all a, a quote until many years, for many years, this, this piece was only available through how Mayor Benio printed this in his book on the Bus Yosef, but it's printed in the Truvis Chaim Shnai Mishalim, which recently has come out. And, and he writes this piece, Rabbi Shmuel Ital writes from his father, Chaim, about the Bus Yosef, and he says, I want to tell, why am I writing this in the beginning of my Hagdam of my Sefer? So that you should not pask in the halachas straight from the Shulchan Aruch, because there's times that there's, there could be steers. Until you check and learn the sugya very, very carefully. Um, so that's Rukhaim Vital Ben Dairai, someone who knew the Beis Yosef, saying about the Beis Yosef. So it's possible there could be words of steers. So just because the Mishnah Bura, it doesn't take away from the unbelievable Hashivas of the Sefer, and it doesn't even take away from the Lishkas Gaza's aspect, possibly, whatever that means, but it, but that just because there are steers. Now, Rukhaim was asked, it seems, on himself about if the steers, people. Have, um, people today have been spending, before he was Nifter even, learning his Chiburim very, very beyond. There's one guy that wrote a contrast where he, every time Chaim Knevsky talks about a topic somewhere else and he doesn't bring it in, in this, on this, let's say he's writing a piece in Time of the Krah, but he also talks about it in Derech Amuna and he doesn't reference it. So this guy puts where Chaim Knevsky talks about it in Derech Amuna on Time of the Krah. And he did it to all his farm. There's people that have unbelievable Lakias in Chaim Knevsky's farm. So this guy asked Rukhain Kanievsky about the steers that he finds. So Rukhain Kanievsky says, just because Umasha Matza Pam steers, the Matza is a call Mechabrim. Ukashikasafti is there, Liza Kharti Shakasafti, the Makamacha Lehepach. The call Pam Kasafti Mashanirik Ace. Not only that, Rukhain Kanievsky writes, the Gam Besefer Hazanish Matzanu steers, Ubechol Sifer Gadolim, Batam Canal. So, so steers should not get one. Nervous. That, that's a general Makuda uh, and Hagdama over here. And as I said, this this Rav Inbal also shows many cases with the Chazanish, but Rav Chaim is writing that specifically about the Chazanish in his day. Okay. But there's a stira in the Mishnah Bura that seems, this is a, and as I said, after you read these articles, so it's really not even fear, but this is just to bring out A, the Chashivas of the Shaina Halachas, and also, in general, more talk and, and to, to, to clarify even more what we said previously about the Mishnah Guru. Okay, so the, the stira that's, that's been, uh, a lot has been spoken about is the following stira. When you open up Shulchan Arach, Shin Yudches, Sif Beis, 
So it talks about cooking for a chayla of sheyesh by sakana or a chayla she'ein by sakana on Shabbos. So one of the ways how it's done is you have to have, you, you might have a guy do it. And the reason why um, there's a, there might be a problem is some type of concept called ribayshirim. That was scared that he might do, he might cook for you more. What, what I mean to say more, sorry to clarify, is even a healthy person, could a healthy person eat for what was, there was a hetar for the sick person, either the chayil sheyesh besakana or the chayil sheyesh besakana. What about a healthy person eating it? So we say the healthy person cannot eat from it on Shabbos, even though this this meat was cooked behetar. That's number one. What about, um, okay, so that's about Shabbos. A healthy person eating food that was cooked behetar by, as we're saying now, the Ramayads and specifically, that it was a, that a guy cooked it. What about Matzah Shabbos? So the Shach says that Matzah Shabbos, even a healthy person can eat, the, if there's leftover meat from this, from this, what the guy cooked, he could eat it. What about that this Bishalach come over here? Says the Shach, because it was cooked beheter, you don't have to wait. There's a concept in Halacha in Hilcha Shabbos that you have to wait a certain amount of time. So here you could eat it right away. You don't have to wait whatever long time it takes to cook it. And furthermore, you're not, you don't even have to worry about that it was cooked by a guy. So there's a few tremendous Chedushim in this Chedish, in this Halacha, and this is the Shach. Who's bringing this down? The Magen Avram over here in Shulchan Aruch. Now, the Magen Avram over here is quoting a shach. This shach is, uh, for a piece of, uh, throw out this piece of information, this is, the he had the shach's Shulchan Aruch with the Hargais of the shach on the side, on Archaim, and this is one of those such pieces. Machza Shekel already says, the shach says like this also in Yerdea. Okay. And this, so, there's no, so there's no problem of Bishal Akum, and you, you could eat it right away. So there's a few Chedushim that are happening over here in this halach. Fine. What happens? Um, the Mishnah Brewer over here, the Mishnah Brewer says, Matzah Shabbos, you can eat it right away. He brings down this thing, and then, and then he says in parentheses, Hagra, fine. Now, I'm not going to discuss every single aspect in the sugya to be mechalic with all the tires that are written about it. As I, as I said, it, it, there's, there's a mamash a lot, specifically even about this particular sugya, um, and this theorists not only with the Mishnah Buru, which we're going to see what he says elsewhere, but the serious with other Paiskim about it. Um, but this was a Shailu that was very Nagea. The Shailu Meshiv writes, the, the hospital in, in Lemberg, this is before even the Mishnah Buru wrote this, but this these type of sugyas of Gayim cooking and what's going to be with the pots after Shabbos, there was a heter for the guy to cook. It was very Nagea in the hospital in, in Lvov, he says, where there's many... You have to cook them on Shabbos. And if Matzah Shabbos, you're going to have to do um, fix the kalim and stuff like that. It's going to be a great uh, hefzid. And it was very, very common. So this, so this Shiloh, maybe today might not be as relevant, but it was very relevant in the times of the Mishnah Brewer even. And as I said a little earlier, the Shiloh Meshiv um, um, gives that background. Now, what about in Hilchus, a few Simonim later, Simon Shinchavches says the Mishnah Brewer, Umasha nishar lematzah Shabbos, the meat that was the, the same type of meat. It's, it's the same mechaber talking about the same thing. What about that meat that's matzah Shabbos that in simon shin yud ches the Mishnah Bura brought down that you could eat it? Aser afilu lechayla atzmai kivan sheefshel levashloi az al yidei yisrael. What just happened? So it means is that on Shabbos there was a special hetter. 
after Shabbos, that heter goes out the window. Now, what about the kalim? That's another deal. But we see an open, blatant heter, uh, mastira between the Mishnabura in Shin Chav Ches, Sifkat and Samach Kimmel, where here he's saying that it's Asr for the Chayla to eat it, even the Chayla after Shabbos, whereas in Simon Shin Yud Ches, it's Mutter for the Chayla to eat it. Okay? Now, this theory, it's unclear in, in, in there's Aruch HaShulchan about it in both places. Sayin HaShabbos, there's even Aruch HaShulchan in Yeradeya. There's even Stiris in the Gra. There's a Gra over here, is the way the Mishnah brings it down, in, in Simon Shin Yechaz, and it's Mutter. What about the Gra? If you look at the Gra in Yeradeya, it sounds like he holds like the Mishnah over here in Shin Chavches. Okay. Now, I'm not trying to... I'm, I'm just, all Adkan, this is basically the information that one needs to know of the Sugi, that there's a stira in between the Mishnabura, and it's a pretty much open stira between two Saman. But it's not just a stira Mishnabura, it's a stira other Paiskim, it's a stira Paschal in the Biagra, it's a stira Paschal in Archashulchan, and others. So, how does one look, approach this question? Here we have a Mishnabura, and there's a stira. So, there's different answers. So, the, as I, in the beginning I began, is that the Chafetz Chaim's son, wrote a book about his father, and here he says, I'm going to tell you, people asked why there's a stira in the Mishnabura between these Samadim. He says, I'm going to let you in on some inside information. The Chafetz Chaim was not the only person who wrote the Mishnabura. Who else wrote it? Me, Rebleib. That's what he says. So much so that you're going to find Lefam Stirish that there's going to be stiras in the Mishnabura. What's an example? If you look at Mishnabura Simon Shinyud Ches, where he says one way, and Shin Chav Ches, he says another way. The reason is very simple. Shin Yud Ches was the Chafetz Chaim Paskening, where Shin Simon Shin Chav Ches was me. And so there's in if you learn the sugya, there's enough Paiskim that hold each way. So I went one way. I learned from the Rishayim and came with one conclusion. My father learned another way, and he reached another conclusion. So here we have it. That, we, that he's answering the stira, that there was two machabram, and this is a famous teretz for many questions. They'll, they'll say, people ask questions for a taisvis, and say, no, certain masechtas, there's different machabram of the taisvis. Okay, so this is an open teretz for the question. You're opening a Pandora's box, because what you just mentioned now is is a subject of controversy, right? Did the Mishnah really not see every part of the Sefer, and was not approved by his father? I'm sure you could talk about this for a long time, this subject itself. Correct. So I'm, I'm being very careful. Right now, we're going to talk and fine-tune the, the approach of Reb Chaim Kanievsky and as it comes out in this sugya about it. That's what we're coming to talk about. So this is number, this is his approach. Now, it's interesting is like this. The Chafetz Chaim was assisted not only by Reb Leib, he was assisted by his son-in-laws, and he was assisted by the Rosh Hashiva of Radin, Ramesh Ladinsky, also assisted him in certain parts of the Mishnabura. And we're going to see later on even that, that other Talmidim assisted him with parts. So there's a stira, and here we have it. A yisha for the stira. Now, the Shemitah Shabbos Chachasa comes out in the 1960s, and originally he also deals with this stira, and he says, um, he says there's a stira, and he brings down this Chafetz Chaim. It seems they made us think about it. They said, how could you write such a thing? And, they, and he took it out later on in later editions, and he shortens it. He doesn't say that the Chafetz Chaim son says that I wrote part and I wrote part to be miyash in the stira. He says, I am in that safer. Okay. But but we see that already there was some back um, there was some um, problem problems came uh, as you said it opens up on uh, uh, my term I always like to call it a can of worms when you say such a thing okay but from in the in Bnei Brak they don't go with this they don't like this at all just to quote 
um, one such person, there's a Sefer Das Yehuda from Rav Shapiro, he says, if you open up the Mishnah Brewer, it says in the beginning of Sefer that I wrote it, Chibarti. It's Pasha that it's MS. So even if people assisted him, it doesn't mean that he, it means is that he was the final say of the Mishnah Brewer. So even if, let's say, Simon this was written by a blade, but the Chavetz Chaim looked over everything, looked over everything very carefully, and he felt one way to write what well, he still left it as a stira and so now the question is why how why would he do that is there a possibility to understand that now what's interesting is that even though Rebleib is saying that my father wrote per, parts of the Mishnah and I wrote parts and we know that other halakim even the stipler brings down that Caleb Vav was written by parts were written by some other people is that the Chafetz Chaim, when other Svarim, he was assisted, let's say, Lekuti Alachas, he was assisted by his son, Rabbi Avram, he makes a big emphasis, this Rabbi Avram died young, in his low 20s, and he helped his father with working on the Lekuti Alachas, and the Hagdama, he says this, that my son helped me, and I'm including some of this tire because there's no other kiyum from him, he didn't have kids, he didn't get mad. So too, in a Havas Chesed, when you open up the Havas Chesed, right away, after the Askamba of the Nativ, he says that I was assisted on my Sefer Havas Chesed by... Aaron Bar Yosef Akayin and Ritzvi Hirsch; these are his son-in-laws. Asher Azrani Harbe Basifas and Yana Mashaichin Lachib Arzeh Baharbe Midivreim Nemrubai. So why wouldn't he say this by the Mishnah Brura according to Rebbeim? So the answer is this is why Rebbeim is true. It was done by Rebbeim, but the but this the the approach I quoted from this Das Yehuda that in Bnei Brak at least they were very into is that the final say was we look at the cover. Okay, now there's another. But we're going to get back to the Bnei Brak in, in one in one minute. But there's another way how to approach this that there won't be a stira in this Mishnah Bura. And in general, this also gives us an insight, not only in that um, the Chazanish and Chaim Knievsky were so into the Mishnah Bura, but there's other people who are very into the Mishnah Bura. That person, this is for us in America, I'm not in America right now, but for I look at myself as an American, it's a terrible thing to say, but Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, in numerous places, talks about the, he he was very into the Mishnah Brewer, and he talks about the Mishnah Brewer, and he says in, it's already printed um, in the Hagdama to the Emes Liyakov about the Mishnah Brewer, and he says that be, because the Chafetz Chaim was so makbid on his lashon, so one could be medayik in everything he says, like a rishon. It's a mida kenega mida, and not only that, he says that he heard from Rudavel Libowitz. When he learned with him in the Kailan Tabatka, that who learned with him, he learned this Rav David, this great Rav David Libowitz, learned with the Chafetz Chaim, Hilcha Sukkah, including the Mishnah Bura, and they would handle every single ice how people could possibly understand it, to think of all the diukim about this. So, this, Yakim Netsky says, not only because, number one, he says that, and, and it's not only printed in the Emesli Yaakov on Shulchan Aruch, it's also now in the, to be found in the Emesli Yaakov on Avis, that there's an approach that one could be medayik in everything that the Chafetz Chaim said, and he has a special schus that one could be medayik in everything that he says because he was so medactic in Shemir Salash and it was Kilo Amida Kenegamida schus that he has such a thing. So now, what about Stiras? If he could be Medayik and everything, what does that have to do with Stiras? So here too, Rabbi Kamenetsky talks about it in a different place. It seems he has a letter about it, and parts were printed. So first, does Rabbi Kamenetsky know about the, uh, about the son of the Chafetz Chaim, what he says? He definitely does. And in one place, he writes, this is in, in Simon Tafresh Pedalot, he says that the, the, the son of the Chafetz Chaim says, this is a way to answer Stiras, because I wrote part, and my father wrote part. But he says, he do, it sounds like he doesn't like that answer. And what does he say? He says like this. When you learn Mishnah Bru very carefully, you'll see that the the um, 
that sometimes the Mishnah Brura will, the Mishnah Brura has two, three parts, as everyone knows. There's the Mishnah Brura, then the Berlach, and the Sharetzin. The Sharetzin is what? The nice, the Makairis for the Mishnah Brura. But sometimes in the actual Mishnah Brura, he'll also say Makairis. So say a psak, whatever it is, two lines, and then he'll write in parentheses, this is a gra, for example, which is what he does over here. Says Rabbi Akkamanetsky, you could check in Mishnah Brura whenever he does that, he doesn't pask him like that. He holds that that's a chash of a shita, it's a Vilna Gain, which for the Mishnah Brura is extremely important, but this particular Vilna Gain, he doesn't pask him, but he brings it down because it's a useful shita one can rely on. But he himself, the Mishnah Brura, doesn't hold like that. What does he hold like? And and, and in Shimon, in Simon Shin Chavches, where he doesn't have apprentices in the actual Mishnah Brua, he, he refers you to Sharetzi, and there he paskins the other way. So this is a, a so now, it could be, this is a great chap of Rabbi Kamnetsky. His Enikol, Rabbi Yosef Kamnetsky, wrote an article in Maria, where he shows many different Mishnah Brua's, the steers, possibly, if you look at them, it could be Miyushev Alpidis. However, comes one another, this Rav Trivitz, who's also from the Mishpacha of Rabbi Kamnetsky, and he shows that even though it's an amazing klal, and it's true, especially in this case, it doesn't always work out. Um, um, now, Again, the truth is, it's not so schwer because the Mishaburu is a chibur packed with thousands of, 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 of sources and information. So it's possible something could be a stira. So you don't have to come on to that the son wrote it. We could go with the gisha, the approach of Nebrak, which is that even though the son did write it, but the Chabetz Chaim gave the approval on it and he agreed with it. Okay, this is a second approach for this topic. To conclude this section, is how does Rukhain Knievsky look at it and what does it do to Shaina Lachas? So there's a safer. Shaina Lachas, that's what we're talking about. So Shaina Lachas over here says, he, he basically talks about it, and he also comes up with an answer how to answer the two places. And he says, one place is talking about where it was cooked for Chayosh Yesh by Sakana, and, and that's why the Halacha is in Simon Shin um, Yudches, that it's going to be Mutter after Shabbos, um, because that is an extra hector, so to speak, whereas Shin Chavches is talking about was a Chayl Shein by Sakana, so Chayl Shein by Sakana is not as good as a hector, so to speak, and therefore after Shabbos, it's not going to be Mokta. This is where Chayn Knievsky says this in a few words, he doesn't make a whole ASIC out of it, but if you look at both places of Shana Lachas, you'll see he's taking away all the, diff- the questions of this theory. And he does this many other times. Rebbe Imbal in his article about the Shana Lachas shows that this is a common thing that he does. Now, Interestingly, I quoted already in the first episode, there's a, there's a fellow um, that, who had a lot to do with Rukhain Knievsky, and there's many videos with him, and Rukhain Knievsky, and he put out all different contrasen with, uh, with Rukhain Knievsky. One of the contra- his name is Rav Tiger. One of the contrasen is he deals with all different aspects of the Chazanish. So he asked, the Chafet, he asked Rukhain Knievsky, he wrote a sefer, and in the sefer he deals with all different types of things about Rukhain Knievsky's svarim, and... Different questions that he also asked, like everyone else asked for kind of questions. So he asked him also about this theory, and he says, he, and he brings, and here, what's cute, what I find cute about this is normally we're used to Rukhanganski writing a one-word answer, a two-word answer. So this guy, he gets three, four, five, six, eight lines on this topic. Rukhanganski says, B'noishol chafetz chayim kasav sheyesh b'zeh theory. Acha chazanish shamati shetobazev, ain't kind theory, there's no theory. But the Chazanish didn't say why it's not a stira. It says, then, then, Rechaim Gnesi says, in the Sefer Shoyna Lachas, Kvar Romazti Leteritz Echon, and that's the Teretz that I said, which Shmir Shabbos also himself says this Teretz, and then he says, it was Safas Tikunim, I gave another Teretz. So we see, we see here, just so subtle, he's not making a big deal about it, but 
anyone who knows the background, there's a whole, this is a whole sugya, it's a famous sugya, when people talk about Stevens and the Chafetz Chaim, this is the example because of this book of the Chafetz Chaim son. But as I said, Rav Trivis points that there's many such theories. You sit and learn the Shnei Shrein Alachas, it helps with many of these theories to understand small little things and show that it's not, it's not a theory. Obviously, this is going with that the Gisha, which we all began, is that he looks at and he writes clearly in the Hagdama, based on the Chazanish, that the, the Paisagachan is the Chafetz Chaim, and that's why he had such an approach. That the, and Avada, if we can if we can answer, he tries to, that there's no steerus between him, and he knew about the Chafetz Chaim's son also. So it's not calling the Chafetz Chaim's son Chas, uh, a liar, it's just that this, at the end of the day, it's the Chafetz Chaim's work. Now, just to conclude this um, this episode, is that in, in the Chazanish, Family, the Chazanish's father even said that the Mishnah Brura was written, it could only have been written with Ruach HaKadosh. Um, not only that, Ramnasha Klein, interesting, uh, uh, com- from a completely different world, also said the same thing about the Mishnah Brura. And it's known that there were many Chiburim that were Zaycha that were written with special Ruach HaKadosh, but here we have, um, um, this is the approach I'm saying is the in the Bnei Brak, and this is what I'm I'm saying is that hopefully people will start using the Shaina Lachas more and more, at least in, in America, in Israel they do, but it, it, it's, a, it's a great tool because to, when you learn the Mishnah very, very carefully, um, um, different things could come up and the Shaina Lachas is a, is a tool to help one um, understand the Mishnah Bruce. Wow, fascinating. So yeah. what you're saying is that even if Shaina Lachas is not going to be your go-to saver to Paskana Shaila, but certainly as a tool to learn Mishnah Brura, certainly... Very, very, sure. very useful. Um, again, who are you mentioning? This is Trivitz and he's a uh, mishpacha of, of Kamenetsky's? Yeah, yeah. So he has a series of three articles written, published in the late in some volumes of the Yeshua in the past few years. And there was another fellow, um, also we spent time in Ebrach, I think he's from Kiryat Sefer, Yeshua Inbal. They both spent tons of time. They're not the only ones. There's a, someone went and took the article of, of this Rav Trivitz and wrote a Sefer, which I could send, uh, if someone sends an email, called Klali Mishnabura, 50 pages, of many other aspects. Not only the, 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 there's, well, the podcast is about Rav Kanievsky, so we're trying to stay to Rav Kanievsky and tangents, but not tangents in the tangents in the tangents. So Mishnabura is its own story. And we'll get back to some other parts of, of the Mishnabura that tied to Rav Kanievsky. But this is the Nakuda for... for um, with the Shaina Lachas, and these are some of the materials out there to help one with the Mishnabura and understanding it. Okay, and it's almost an hour, and I know that Rabbi Eliezer has more to talk about on the Shaina Halachas. We're going to have to save that for part two. Okay, thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.